Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, get your helmets on. Let's go, let's go. It's time to hear from some of the best high school football coaches in the area. It's the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show, presented by your local pick-and-save stores. I feel that chill, smell that fresh cut grass. Let's turn it over to Muskego Athletic Director Ryan McMillan. And the fans high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local Picket Save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, joined by my co-host, the athletic director at Muskego High School. They just keep rolling. Another win for their football program last night, Ryan McMillan. Coach, how you been? I've been well, been real well. We got great weather this week, so I'm a happy camper. <laughs> yeah, I've got, you know what? I am doing an outdoor wedding. I'm officiating a wedding at 3.30 today. And, that boy. Uh, well, let me, let me tell you what happened on the scoreboard show last night, Ryan. Our uh, phone lines went out at like 7.10. So wow. we could get we could get calls. So I was getting scores, but I couldn't have any of my sideline reporters or coaches or anybody um, call in and be on the air. So I had to. Uh, I was tap dancing like you can't believe. You you have no <laughs> idea how a boy my size can is as nimble as I can be, man. I, and, it, and you know what? Thank God for Sam and thank God for Evan. Um, we 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 got through it. And, you know, if I had to go one more segment, I was going to st- have to bring up that Candy Weigert had a uh, crush on me in fourth grade or something. I had nothing left, brother. I had nothing. I, every story I, I think I've ever told, I had to tell. And it was, I think it was good. I got a great response from it. But I never want to have to do that again. I'll tell you that. So, right. hey, how did, uh, how, did the, uh, how did the team play last night? Were you at the game? I'm sure you were, right? Yeah, I was at the game. The uh, The team played really well. I think what was unique to week three that we didn't see in the previous weeks was 
our our offense in particular found balance and what i mean by balance it's not uh run pass balance it's balance within the offense to where they used every facet of their their wing t scheme if you will and maximize it do they still have some some nuances that can still go to yes but they threw the ball more than we've thrown it all year uh our balanced play calling which was nice and that and then you know on a converse of that you started to see the scoreboard light up a little bit and the game got out of hand in a hurry in the second quarter um but uh, KM's got some nice, talented kids. They just they shot themselves in the foot a few t- few times, and when you're playing against a team like Muskego, that's going to come back to get you. You know, we uh, we announced our UW Credit Union Team of the Week, and Ryan, we could spend this whole segment talking about, well, you know, should it be this team? Should it be that team? And and I'll text you a couple ideas that I have during the break. But man, you know, you look at what Menominee Falls accomplished last night you look at what arrowhead did are you a little surprised by that one by the way uh yes and no but i mean the hard part is is people knew arrowhead's senior class had talent in it they just they didn't know the unknown of what would a transfer quarterback coming back to school right. uh, do for the program and what would a, a new coaching staff would they gel quickly enough to to make some things happen and then you know, in week one, we left saying that's a pretty darn good football team over there, at least personnel-wise, and and some of the things they were doing with their new staff. And so, um, yeah, I'm not uh, not not terribly surprised at it. But McGuanago is a really good football team too, with a good defense. Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't think they had enough offense to keep up with uh, Arrowhead's talent on that side hey, of the ball. On 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 a normal week, right? I would be, I'd be like pressuring you to agree with me that the fact that my boys over at Greendale Martin Luther for the first time in probably a hundred years beat St. Catharines in football, 41-16, maybe they should be our team of the week. But then you look at some of the other things and, and I'm going back to Wauwatosa West and I'm thinking that that's the way I might vote. And not, look, they got a really good win against Pewaukee, but not just with that. I mean, they were close to canceling that game. They ended up moving the, the start time up. They went, instead of a home game, they went and played at Pewaukee. All of this stuff going on in Wauwatosa. And they were able to continue to get these kids focused and go beat a really good, well-coached Pewaukee team that I think that I'm going to start leaning towards Wauwatosa West. And then I think, well, boy, Cedarburg beat Homestead. You know, that there's another one that on, on a normal week... I would go, hey, that's got to be our team of the week. You got, you got to give Brian Lear a lot of credit. And then you see Burlington go to Waterford and beat them 35 to nine. So I'd be like, Burlington should be our team of the week. Whitefish Bay shuts out Hartford seven nothing. They should be our team of the week. So there's just a lot of choices that we have. I, I myself, I'm leaning towards Wauwatosa West because I just think with everything else going on. You, you throw COVID in, now the unrest that's going on in Wauwatosa, and we're going to now travel and play Pewaukee, but we're going to have a 4 o'clock start instead of a 7 o'clock start, and they were able to keep these kids focused and, and get a good win. Yeah, and I totally agree with that because you start taking a look specifically into Tosa as well. 
uh, Tosa West um, did whatever they possibly could in making adjustments and moving out to Pewaukee and probably, frankly, having to get uh, equipment and stuff out of their locker rooms early, yeah. maybe on Thursday or Wednesday and taking it home because they might not be able to go back to school with the unknown. Um, and Tosa East did not play. So Tosa West, you got to tip their hat to to them for finding a solution for the kids and, and making it happen where, where Tosa East did not. And um, I don't know, to each their own, I guess. But And then to go into Pewaukee uh, on the road when you're not supposed to be and get a W, that's pretty pretty impressive. And, there, you know, now you're not playing under the lights. It's almost like, you remember the Saturday afternoon games? I mean, that's now it's Friday. I, I just think that, um, that that should be the way that we go with – with the UW Credit Union Team of the Week, but again, I'll I'll I'll, I'll text you during the the break. The other cool story that came out last night is not the fact that this game got canceled, but Baraboo's game um, against Lakeside Lutheran up in Lake Mills got canceled, and it got canceled, I believe, on Thursday. And the the, the guys at Baraboo, I don't know if these the athletic director or the coach, sent out a tweet and said, "Hey, all of a sudden now we're free this weekend. Anybody want to play?" And the boys at Sussex Hamilton said, yeah, we do. They go, all right. So they're driving up to Baraboo today. The guys in Sussex Hamilton found out, I think, yesterday that they got a game this weekend. And you got to give Mike Goss and you got to give the boys at, at, at Sussex Hamilton, the coaching staff, credit and the players. Because I'm sure, you know, whether it was yesterday morning or afternoon, these guys think they got the weekend off, and they're like, hey, guess what? We're going to get on a bus and drive to Baraboo to play the, the team that's ranked fifth in the state in Division Two. So we're going to have a really tough challenge, and here we go. Let's get after it. In, in this, what's going on in our society right now, you know, with all of the stuff that we're dealing with, to be flexible and to, to, to be nimble, I think is really important for guys in your position, Ryan. Oh, 100%. And I think uh, just thinking about that Baraboo-Sussex um, matchup and how that all came to be, it's kind of refreshing from a coaching standpoint and whatnot as well and fun because you don't really know what you're going to get. No one studied tape on each other. <laughs> you have no idea on the personnel. So you kind of go back to the old school U sports where it's you got to figure it out on the fly and uh, make your adjustments in the game. And I think some of that before the huddle sideline film and all that other stuff, you really found the coaches that really understood the game in and out. And it uh, should be a lot of fun for those two programs. And I think, you know, people are just going to have to keep doing that. that. This won't be the first time Correct. or the last time that we uh, we talk about this because this stuff's continuing to happen. And it uh, if we're going to give kids opportunities and keep people engaged and, and teach, 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 it's what we're going to have to do. Hey, today's show, let me uh, run down, and then I've got a quick question for you before we get to a break. Um, our idea today was to talk to some coaches that are normally coaching this time of year. They're on the sidelines. They're at practice. They're breaking down film. They're hanging out with their staff, and now nothing. So I want to talk to Patrick Wagner from Milwaukee Riverside, find out what's going on with him. Brian Fletcher from Racine Horlick. I'm a big fan of Fletcher's. I, I think he does a nice job down there. And uh, find out what, what he's doing at 11 o'clock, our superhero of the week. And I'm look, I love all the ones we've had, but this is my alma mater, McMillan. This is Milwaukee Mesmer. M-E-S-S-M-E-R, Mesmer, Mesmer, best by far. Just in case you were wondering, I still know the cheers. Madison Brown is going to join us at 11 o'clock. 11.15, Brian Kaminsky from Sun Prairie is going to join us. 11.30, 
I'm going to try to reach out to, to the coach from our UW Credit Union Team of the Week. And if we agree, I will see if I can't get a hold of, of that coach. And 11.45, you and I will look at next week, look at some of the games. Um, I got a bunch of text messages and some, some emails after our phone call la- or our show last week, Ryan. And people wanting to know your thoughts. Um, all of a sudden, you're getting to be the voice of this whole, can we do these playoffs? Can we get this thing done? And of all the emails I got, there's one that I, and I won't name the guy who sent it, but I wanted to get you a couple of different uh, questions that he had. And he said, I'd sure like to hear if Coach McMillan can break it down. Um, so then here's where he goes. So if they go eight teams in Division One, that does that mean eight teams in the other six divisions? So 56 teams make state playoffs. That's his first question mark to you. Yeah, I think uh, I think whatever I think by timeline, um, unless we're allowed to extend even more into December, which I don't know that um, we really want to do, because now we're really going to cross over the winter sports. You know, from an athletic director's big picture standpoint, uh, I think by basic basic timeline, we only have really three weeks to work with. So I think it's going to have to be. Uh, an eight-team bracket, and hopefully it's an eight-team bracket for every division, right. and uh, we just everyone that's qualified or available, and and line it all out, and then push it forward. But at least as you look at that, the eight-team bracket, what does that mean to everybody else that's out there? That means quarterfinals, semifinals, and then your championship, which is really where you start to see. Um, the real good football in our regular playoff model where we just basically have eliminated level one and level two and now we've gotten down to the nit and gritty of uh, the who's who with conference champions most of the time playing at those levels Uh, so I think it can be pretty close to normal if we can get three weeks out of it yeah I agree and to let you know where where this guy is coming from that that sent me this email um, in his first paragraph he said, uh, "There's no way the majority of kids out of the four, out of the 14 teams playing a state championship would go and hunt instead. If they do this in Minnesota, where hunting is just as popular, if not more, can um, can if not more, then Wisconsin sure as heck could do this. If a kid really wants to hunt instead of playing in a state championship game, then go hunt. Life is full of decisions, and make your decision. So." Yeah, you know, we've been talking about this for a long time, that that's a non-starter. Well, guess what? This, the way this year is, everything is different. So maybe it's time that, you know, we get the boys over at the WIA to at least, you know, consider this. And we, I've got more questions for you. And throughout the show, I'll continue to ask on some of the text messages and emails that I've gotten. Um, but, the, but people are really, just so you know, there's kind of getting to be a groundswell as you know they're going to put you up on their shoulders as kind of the voice of this thing if you don't be careful yeah well you know what if it's right for kids i'm okay with it and i think uh providing hope and providing that platform to keep uh these educators coaches in front of these kids and and keep things going and draw interest to take people's minds because there's an entertainment value to some of this as well getting people's minds off of like some of the social unrest and things that we're seeing in our world right now and just trying to find peace and come together and all the positives that sports can do in bringing two communities together and doing those certain things and you know the only real difference this year is we we have to do it civically responsible and we have to navigate it through a pandemic and 
make sure we're not perpetuating the spread of a virus in our society. But I think we've proven that we can do that and we'll continue to do it. And, and the deer hunting and Thanksgiving thing is a interesting conversation. And, and I had a conversation with our, probably our, our most, um, followed or sought after athlete right now in our school and then hunter waller who's who signed with the badgers gonna sign with the badgers is committed to the badgers and his family uh has strong roots back in the chippewa falls region of our state which is a strong culture of deer hunters and hunt hunter hunts every year but i can tell you i said what if uh what if uh the state championship was a week later and you had to wait a little bit on deer hunting he goes coach that's why they got late season that's why they got muzzleloader season i can still get out there and get after the deer let's just get this let's get a shot at the state title and because we're never going to get a shot at that ever again and i can hunt for the rest of my life so which i thought was pretty powerful coming from a high school senior smartest kid in the room right there here's the other line on this uh email then we have to get to a break because we're going to get to patrick wagner from Milwaukee riverside that, that jumped off the page at me, that this guy is a well-thought-out email that he sent. Why does the entire state have to be held back because a handful, literally a handful, of kids want a deer hunt who happen to be playing a state tournament? That, man, I think that says it all. The entire state is held back because there's a handful of you know, of kids that would make it into the state championship game and would have to make that decision. If there's 20 of them, 25, that's a handful compared to how many um, kids are in the state of Wisconsin playing high school football. So I, I, this guy who wrote this email, again, well thought out, and he is on your side. I think he took down whatever political leanings he has in front of his house, and he's got like you know, McMillan as the voice of the playoff run. So we'll see out in front of his house. We'll see if that gets some legs or not. We're going to get to a break. Patrick Wagner, head football coach at Milwaukee Riverside, is going to join us. We're going to find out what he's doing right now, you know, after school and uh, on Friday nights and, and driving his wife and kids crazy, I'm sure. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaching Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. I am Mike McGivern. My co-host is Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego High School. We're now joined by the head football coach at Milwaukee Riverside. He is Patrick Wagner. Coach, how you doing, pal? Good, Coach. How are you guys doing? Man, we're, we're doing good. So the show today, we're going to talk to a number of coaches that should be on the sidelines, should be at practice every day after school and find out exactly what they're doing to uh, with all this additional time that they have on their hands, Coach. How difficult is this for you? Uh, it's it's more of an adjustment, really, to be honest. It's um, just we're still doing football-related things as far as coaches go. But in my situation at, in Milwaukee, obviously, our, our kids are virtual, so it makes it a little harder uh, as far as trying to keep players um, just motivated and connected. You know, because it's now it's done, it's so much easier to do face to face, where everything now has to be text message, email, Google Meet, um, you know, anything along those lines. So it just takes away that you know, the connection of of face to face contact and being able to just talk to kids. Where as coaches, where you're basically still grinding, doing um, you know, read, looking at playbooks, finally getting to watch 
you know, like a great team like Muskego the other night, just watching them and learning, you know, the little nuances and blocking schemes and play calling and things like that. Is it hard for you to go out and, and watch a game when you, when I'm sure that everything about the, you know, your, your heart and your head says, man, I, you know, I should be coaching. My team should be playing right now. Um, have you gotten over that part of it? Uh, a, a little bit. We still, honestly, we still struggle with that a little bit. You know, we're, we look outside and look at our football field and it, you know how our, you know how our facility looks, right? And, uh, yes. the, yeah. the best my facility has looked in probably 50 years. I got grass <laughs> that's actually on the field and, um, you know, but we were just talking about that yesterday. We're like, right now we should be ramping up to play, you know, Bayview or whatever. And just, you know, we're just kind of missing that the grind a little bit right but on the other side it does give us i've gotten to watch more high school football than i have in a long time and that's kind of refreshing because you really don't get to see you know like like you know i don't get to see the, the what the great coaches are doing or you know i not really get to realize how good you know certain players are because you get to watch them a little bit more where in the past it's you get a couple clips of film or highlights and well, now you get to watch a whole game which is refreshing Hey coach, what um and do you know yet exactly what's going to happen in the spring or are you guys just kind of, you know, waiting to see, you know, where things where things go? I mean, do you have any kind of schedule yet? Do you know when your first practice, you know, that kind of um, stuff? Are you guys set with that? We are not necessarily set with it, but I have we're working on three plans right now. Um because I of course the WIA gave us um some flexibility with contact days, right? So, and everything is changing all the time. So we're just kind of, we've laid out a rough outline of what our season will look like. And then just, we've kind of come up with some contingency plans. If this happens, if this happens, how do we go about things? So it's still a little bit up in the air, but our plan is we're going to be rocking and rolling on March 3rd and finally get to play. Man, Ryan, when uh, when you were coaching at uh, at Oconomowoc, if if Patrick was my co-host and we had you on as the guest, man, you'd be climbing the walls at this point. Yeah, it'd be uh, it'd definitely be different. But I think uh, I think the one thing that Coach brought up that you can take some solace with is you gain perspective about what else is out there in the world. Because a lot of times when you get coaching, and you know this too, Mike. Um, you get so wrapped in and you get so tunnel vision with your team, your program, and what you have to do to try to find success that you you really never get a chance to take a look outside yourself when you're in the actual season, right? So it's, it is, I would, I would echo the sentiment is you probably find peace or or refreshment in understanding that, you know, other people have the same problems that you have and other people are working just as hard and you know things are up and down and there's certain successes and there's little things that you can pick up from others that you can take to help your program that really you probably never would have gotten without a pandemic so there is some positives there but i'd probably be out uh musky fishing or sitting in the woods or doing something so I'd keep my mind off the football <laughs> so i don't know patrick do you musky fish or sit out in the woods actually that's i all I have is football. It's, you know, it's, it's high school athletics, right? So it's that's the hard part, right? Is like I got extra time on my hands, but 
it's kind of what you know what um, Mr. McNeil was saying was simply you have a new perspective, and it's allowed me to uh, like. Uh, here, I'll give you an example. Glazer, the Glazer clinics, who a lot of football coaches use for professional development, have come out with a new um, program called Glazer Drive, and we get out, we got in on it right away. And the the amount of information that's in there has just been phenomenal. And so for us, it's being able to now to have the time instead of us practicing from, you know, three to six and then watching practice film and, and you know, that kind of stuff is now we're I'm able to go through, you know, what, what some other people are doing and really kind of getting a deep dive into philosophies and, and some other things and not just the X's and O's, but, you know, just how to run a program and, you know, our situation obviously in the city is obviously a little bit different with different variables, but trying to look at like what the Detroit schools do and the Chicago schools do and how do they, or how they've been attacking some of the situations, the similar situations that we run into. Yeah. Right. And, and at least this is allowed. It's, it's like, you know, what he had said was it's allowed us to take time to gain some perspective and, and just kind of go, Hey, is there a better way for us to do this? That's more efficient and be more successful for our kids and our, our community. Hey, Patrick, how would Mrs. Wagner, um, respond if i said how's patrick doing nowadays <laughs> um she well it's it's been interesting in the fact that you know the i'm a football widow sign hasn't been hung out this season because usually right. that, that's the first thing that comes out august 1st i am home a little bit more but on the flip side it's the, the other nice thing is this is that my my son is at that age where he's playing select sports and we got fortunate enough to we're playing with true lacrosse out in Oconomowoc this year. And oh, that's so awesome. fall has been a lot more lacrosse and I wouldn't be able to do that type of thing or, you know, just kind of hang out more with him and, and my daughter and watch them do their activities where my wife would be going back and forth. So it's allowed us more family time, which has been a blessing as always. 100%. He's there you go. That's the reason I asked him to come on first on this, because you know what? Um, Coach Wagner, really well-respected and uh, has done a great job at Milwaukee Riverside. And every time I talk to him, you know what? He, he says things that, that, you know what, I, I'll start thinking about two days from now and go, oh, man, man, that he's right with all that. So, Coach, I really appreciate it. And, and the fact that, look, as bad as it is for a lot of people, there are silver linings. You know, there's this, yep. this blessing that you have to be able to now – you know, spend a little bit more time with, with your kids. And I'm sure there's a, a honey-to-do list that, that your wife has put together that you've already gotten through. So you've gotten all your home improvements done and, and yeah. do all that stuff that she was asking you to do now that you're not coaching football. Yeah, and here's the weird part about this whole thing, and I don't know how many other coaches in my spot can attest to this. I'm so used to not doing yard work. Or, you know, like we do yard work and we – do as much as you can up until you know august whatever so it you know like i mean like cutting limbs down doing you know the pruning and all that kind of stuff well this year i'm like holy smokes i've been like six years behind on all this stuff i finally get <laughs> okay i got a i actually got a sunday i'm not watching film and coming up a game plan and having a staff meeting where i can get this done a little bit and make the house look a little bit nicer and then but honestly i, I miss it i'm like man sunday like you know today right now we should be we should be in the pool. We should be lifting. We should be breaking down film. And then I'm going oh. out and watching middle school games, right? And then watching more film tonight and meeting Sunday morning to finish up the game plan. And, yeah, so it's 
it's bittersweet on both sides. It is. There's no doubt. Well, I'm sure the house looks great. It would be a perfect day to watch middle school football right uh, today for yeah. sure. Coach Wagner, thank you very much. I really right, appreciate you. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. And yeah, you tell bet. Krause, tell Krause all the best, man. He's got it rolling right now. It's fun to watch. Will do. You got right. it. Appreciate it. We'll get to a very other side of the break. Brian Fletcher. Head uh, football coach of Racine Horlick will join us. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show on 12:50 a.m. The fan presented by your local Pick and Save stores. I'm Mike McGivern, my co-host, the athletic director at Muskego High School. He is Ryan McMillan. We are now joined by the head football coach at Racine Horlick, and uh, look, I'm a fan of his man. I think he works as hard as they 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 do, and he does a great job with not only the youth program down um, with Racine Horlick, but the high school football program he is brian fletcher coach checking in on you man how you doing i'm doing well how are you coach man i'm doing okay you know we're having on guy we're having a bunch of coaches on the show today guys that should be coaching guys that should be on the sidelines getting prepared after after school for practice breaking down film you know getting ready to to go to battle on a friday night and you've been doing it for years and i'm wondering what it, what life is like for you this year it's definitely different um, it's an adjustment. I've, I, I think I told you the other day, I kind of adopted the motto of 2020 glass half full. And so I think with every every negative we have going on around us right now, I'm just trying to look for a silver lining and everything. And I, I think having extra time with family and um, time to appreciate some of the things in life that you didn't get to enjoy when you know, you're spending so much time coaching has definitely been a silver lining. Hey, Coach, what um... – what kind of team did you expect that you would have this year to compete uh, in in that league? And what does your schedule look like for spring football? Well, we were we had a pretty young team. We only had nine seniors that were coming back this year. It was our, actually our smallest senior class, and we had nine seniors that had worked their butt off for three years and faced a lot of adversity. And you know, so it's just heartbreaking for those kids to see some of the things that they've had to endure uh, through this whole pandemic. Uh, but, you know, we have some young kids that are they're still working hard and getting ready. Um, so, you know, we, we just right now, I, I think the only thing we can expect is the unknown. Right. Do, do you have a schedule? I mean, do you know, do, are you still searching for, for other teams to be able to, to play um, come springtime? The, the last that, the last we heard was that there was going to be some sort of a merger between the Racine schools and some teams from the Woodland Conference. From, I'm sorry, from uh, sorry, Coach, you, you uh, broke up from what conference? Sorry, from from the Woodland. Okay. Boy, well, that you know what? That would work out pretty well because the travel would be a little bit easier for everybody, right? Right. And, and apparently, you know, it would be like a seven-game season with a potential for uh, the top four teams. I think it would be like two divisions. And then the top four teams, uh, top two from each side would get a little mini playoff at the end of the year. Hey Ryan, your your thought on that? I think that's a you know to have those the schools from Racine um, be able to, to to merge with some of the schools from Woodland that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I think in, as you look at any scheduling standpoint, is you always try to work through right now anyway a progression of 
can we stay in our conference? And for Racine, the answer is no. And then so and then you got to go, can we stay in our county? And for Racine, the answer is no. So then you got to start taking a look at what's in your immediate region with the counties surrounding your county. And like for Waxa County, we got eight counties around us that we try to stay within for everything. And so the woodland is closest and, and the most available and very similar type uh, communities to the three communities down in Racine. And, and Racine might be a little bit bigger in terms of enrollment at certain spots. But uh, other than that, I think it could be some really good competitive football games. Hey, hey Brian, um, is it hard for you to be at home last night when St. Catharines was playing at Greendale Martin Luther. So, you, you know, you're, you're in Racine and you, you're staying at home, yet the private school, and I'm a private school guy, Brian. I've always coached in private schools. So you've got St. Catharines who's down, you know, across town from you, but in the same town, they're able to come up to Greendale Martin Luther and play a football game. Yeah, um, you know, I, I go back and forth on that because – not, not that anything might, may change in March, but what kind of a season is it when you can't practice at your school, all your games are on the road? You know, for those guys, you know, you kind of feel for them too with the season that they're having. So it's like kind of a double-edged sword. Like what's, what's better, to play in the spring or to play a season that's kind of, you know, built around this pandemic where you don't really get to have any kind of normalcy. But yeah. as, far as, as far as staying at home, uh, I fired up the grill last night and had – I saw a couple of buddies over. And we watched Waterford and Burlington battle it out. Man, were you surprised by that? I was a little surprised Burlington took it to Waterford like that. It was a much closer game, obviously, than the score indicated. Yeah. Um, but those two teams, you know, you never know what you're going to get. Both very well-coached teams and uh, very similar communities, and so it's always a good game. I'll tell you what, there's another um, team that we could have named our team of the week. Uh, obviously, that – for them to go to Waterford, and uh, you know they, they they love to throw the ball, and that's what they're going to do. And Waterford wants to grind it out and 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 beat and punch you in the mouth up front, kind of like their you know their their head coach Adam Bakken. That's kind of his style. And uh, boy, I'll tell you that I was in studio last night, Brian, and we had I was telling Ryan our, our phone lines went out, so we so I stayed on the air and just kind of told. Uh, you know, told stories and guys were texting me scores and we we're talking about it that way. But I got a chance to watch a little bit more of that that game than I normally would. And you know, I I haven't given teams in that that conference a ton of credit throughout the years until about three years ago. And and there's some great football being played in the Southern Lakes uh, Conference. They're they're good football there. Absolutely. Hey, how's your family doing? Everybody's good. Yeah, doing all right. You know, I mean, we're adjusting to the new normal, but. Boys got a chance to play uh, ball, baseball, and um, my daughter started soccer, so we've kept ourselves busy. Hey, so the youth program um, is not, you guys had to shut down the youth football program as well, correct? Correct, yep. What? Today was how... a day of, at the high school, you know, hundreds of kids up there and oh. you know, running around, playing music, girls going, everybody having a good time, and so it's now it's like a ghost town. The Rebels, the Junior Rebels program. How many um, would you? Some of your sons been playing in, in at that level? Yeah, all of my sons were, have played in that. They were, three of them would have still been playing. That's yeah, that's where I'm going with that. So though the man, you know, we had uh, Dr. John Mayer on uh, the U Sports Show, and and I work out with a girl that 
that uh, works at a, a psychiatric hospital in Tosin. We got to pay special attention to those kids, Coach. You know, she said, look, we, we've got to watch for the signs of, of any depression that's setting in. And kids that are used to playing football, you know, now every day are the kids that we really have to just keep our eye on. And so please do that with, with your kids because I know how much they love playing. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a major concern. Hey, um, Ryan, as the AD at Muskego, if if uh, if you guys couldn't be playing right now, but the private school two miles down the road, um, they were playing, but they couldn't practice at home or have any home games, that that would be difficult for your players to see those kids getting on a bus to go play somewhere. Oh, absolutely. There is uh, it. There's always the. The public-private uh, rivalry, if you will, whether it's said or, or unsaid, uh, it's definitely there. And, and, you know, that's why we work so well on the show together, because you're the private school guy and I'm the public school guy. <laughs> that's uh, right. So we can we can keep it balanced in here and, and, and working forward. But, yeah. I, you know, the hard part for me in sitting in the administrative role is, you know, you're going to have to, I know my community, if that was the case in our community, we would have to answer to that. And I'm just curious, like, like Coach Fletcher, how, how do you navigate those waters? Because I'm sure you've been asked, um, and, and what's the response in, in trying to build continuity and, and keep the community uh, on your side and moving forward? How, how has that gone for you? You really don't want to pick that scab with me. <laughs> this is supposed to be a 10 minute segment uh, yeah. hey man you know what you. we got hey brian just so you know we got the next segment open we're going to talk about a couple of things but man if you if i'm telling you if you said mike i'll, I'll come back for the next segment we would keep you over and, and have that conversation because i think it's important brian because there's other guys out here that are having the same issues that are are maybe having a more difficult time trying to figure out how to deal with it, and they're avoiding the, the topic and the subject altogether. Yeah, I think it's – I'd be happy to stick around and talk. Yeah, let's do that. Let's. Yeah. In fact, let's – hey, um, let's do this, Mitch. Let's get to a little bit of an early break, and let's let's hold Brian over. And the questions I have for uh, Coach uh, McMillan, we'll, we'll get uh, taken care of at that 1145 segment. We're going to continue our conversation with Brian Fletcher. And I think um, Ryan McMillan had – yeah, man, really a perfect question when he says, look, you don't want to pick that scab for me. Actually, we, we might want to because we're going to be able to help some of the other coaches out there that are dealing with it as well. He is Brian Fletcher, and if you listen to the stuff that I do, I talk about him a little bit, and I, I'm a big fan of some of the work that he does, not only um, with his family and his kids, but for the, the, the kids that are in and around the Racine Horlick uh, football program, and we'll hold him on for another segment. This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show. On 1250 AM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show presented by your local pick and save stores on 1250 AM, The Fan. Mike McGivern alongside kind of my co-host. He's Ryan McMillan, the AD at Muskego. And we've held over Coach Brian Fletcher from Racine Horlick for a second segment. Because at the end of our last segment, I thought, Ryan, you're question and, and, and Brian's response uh, um, was uh, hey look you really want to pull that scab because you know there's some 
some things I can say. And I understand that there are people and other coaches out there that are struggling with some answers that, that, uh, and questions that they're getting. And if we could have Brian uh, discuss it. So let's do this, Ryan. Could you re-ask that question for him? Yeah, so I'm looking at you got a private school down the road playing from you, and you're sitting at home and, and being told you can't play. I know you're going to have to answer to your community in that uh, parents, uh, players, um, probably even other teachers, staff members are, are kind of coming to you and asking why. And how are you navigating those conversations to try and keep everyone on the same page and, and keep things moving forward? Yeah, I think, you know, when it comes to the decision-making, I'm low man on the totem pole, obviously. Um, we've got our, our scene, you know, the, the health department, uh, working with the school district and in the big school district. You know, stuff rolls downhill. And so you kind of end up with it on your lap, and then, of course, you're trying to explain it to everybody, and you're not always privy to all the answers and, and why things are being done the way they're being done. Um, my, my point with the pick of the scab was just kind of the whole public-private thing. Um, you know, and we've seen, I think, it's hit as hard as anybody with, with the, uh, the fact that we basically are a five-school town, you know, five public schools pretty much with the voucher system. So it, it makes it extremely difficult for guys, you know, like me and, and the other coaches in the public schools that are working our butts off to keep enrollment, you know, in our programs up and, uh, you know, starting a youth program to try and build things and, you know, and then to have things, you know, you feel sometimes like you build a house on sand. And, and I think that's a feeling I have a lot of times is that, you know, you, you built you build something real special, but it can wash out at any moment based on other people's decisions. Coach, have you found that any of the public school Racine uh, players or student athletes have have made the jump over into the private world? Because I can tell you, not necessarily in our fall sports, but we've seen some other Classic 8 schools starting to get enrollment from kids in other areas of the state coming down to our area because they have family or whatever it might be and their families are, are picking up and moving. Uh, have you seen that uh, transition happen at all? No, not, not that I've heard of. You, know, you hear rumors all the time, but I, I just leave rumors as what they are. But, you know, I think, you know, in a situation like you're talking, that's a residence change. So that would, you know, obviously for eligibility purposes, that would be a different deal than if you're living already in the city of Racine and transferring from public to private. Correct. Correct. And and coach, when when you know you talked about the 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 difficulty and and again I I'm you know the, between the three of us I'm the private school guy and I think there are issues that we've had um, as private school coaches on our end that uh, have been pretty difficult to have to deal with you know with with some of the things going on on the public school side. Um, and I know that because I've been around this a long time, the feeling that some of the guys have about Racine St. Catharines and, and about some of the other private schools in the area, that it's, it's you know, there, there is a battle that goes on. You know, we, we have that conversation quite a bit, and I'm always willing to have it because I think, you know, from my end, that it's, it, it's more difficult um, at times on the private school side because you're asking parents to dish out a lot of money for their kids to come to these schools. And there are some expectations at the, at the private schools that, that might not be at, at some of the public ones. But the fact that St. Catharines has decided to play uh, this season, even though they can't practice at home and they can't play any home games, 
you know, I, I if they had to redo it, I don't know if they would decide to do that or not, but they're getting a chance to have their kids play football in the fall um, when, the, when football, I, I feel, should be played. Uh, so I... You know, I know it's difficult down there. I do. And it's difficult, too, from private to, or from public to public. You know, you got kids, at least here in the city of Milwaukee, that go from one public school to the next. They go from, you know, they go from Washington to Marshall and Marshall to Tech and from, you know, things like that. And it's it's a difficult place for, for guys that are coaching to see kids leave their school or not come to their school or play in their youth program. And like you said, it's built on sand. Because you may have three of the best players in the city ever seen that end up going to a different school. And I'm sure that's what you meant by being built on sand, correct? Absolutely, yep. <clears throat> I mean, the, the thing is, is that when you talk about the private public, the, the vouchers you know, are used so many times as, you know, quote-unquote scholarships. Kids feel like, you know, when you, when you get an opportunity, and you and I know, both know that that happens. Um, it does. So I think that's where that's where the hard part comes in is that you have kids and families that you've grown close with over the years in, in a youth program, and then those kids are gone and, and they're playing for a different school, and and you know why what the reason is for that, and and you can't fault a family for doing what's best for their kids because they they think obviously they're doing the right thing for their their son in terms of their education and and the, the community that they're involved with, but um, it's very it's very frustrating, you know. Yeah. I, I agree. Hey, um, Ryan, when you were at Oconomowoc, I'm sure that some of that happened. In fact, when the first time I met you and I had you in studio, you said, look, there's, you know, three really good players that live in Oconomowoc that go to Arrowhead. And there's a kid over here that goes to this private school and this public school over here. And you had made a comment. You said, look, one of the things I have to do is keep the Oconomowoc kids in Oconomowoc playing for Oconomowoc. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I think, and we had a uh, we had a old school coach by the name of uh, Kurt Larson on our our staff. Who, oh yeah. Who played for Waukesha and Waukesha North back when wherever you live, that's where you went to school, and he he fully believes in that, and and they had a lot of success with that before school choice came, you know. And um, nowadays, it's just a different deal where you have to. You have to build trust, and you're almost a salesman as long as, as well as a coach and um, a teacher and everything else. And you just got to wear another hat to make sure that people trust in, in what you're doing and how you're treating kids and, and the message you're putting forward. And, and the sad part is, at the end of the day, you actually have to win uh, as well yeah. uh, to get the, get those top. Because some, as you guys know, it's the sports world is is emotional, it's competitive, and it, it's it's cutthroat at the end of the day. And and so. Uh, that that's a never-ending battle, and I mean, I guess if you live out uh, in some more rural areas of the state where they don't necessarily have those options, you don't have to fight that fight. But as you get to the more um, sometimes more affluent areas, and and there is competition with school choice, that uh, our programs are part of that choice, and it's it's what ten thousand dollars a kid uh, in the public school, if they can stay with you or, or choice into your place. So it, uh, and likewise in the private school, depending on what each private school is charging, but it, uh, it, there's definitely, there's definitely an economic impact on systems with people choosing where to go. And, and you got to be on point and, and build that trust and get people to choose you. Well, and the tough part we're seeing is, you know, Oconomowoc is that one, one school town. 
we're seeing, like Brian said, there's a lot of options. And I don't know how that's how that is in Racine. If you're in, in Racine, um, is there a certain um, area that you have to go to Horlick, Coach Fletcher? Yeah, we, well, we have, um, obviously, there's boundaries within the city yep. for each school. Um, but then you have school choice, uh, which, you know, was in play before the vouchers. And then you have the voucher system comes in. And so it's almost like adding another choice because you had the school choice between the three public schools already in place. Then you throw the vouchers in. Now you basically, like I say, you have a five public high school town yeah. in, in a population of, you know, 80,000 or less than 80,000. Man. Yeah, and, and I think uh, Coach McMillan is right. You're, you all of a sudden you become a salesperson. You know, you're, yeah, oh, you're... absolutely. I mean, that's where I think our youth program has been huge. Um, having a, a solid youth program in place, you know, because I've always said our youth program is not just football. Uh, it's it's about building trust and, and relationships, having kids attend sleepovers and cookouts and birthday parties and things like that. You know, you build up that community, and, and that's what I looked at when we first started was. What are, what are these suburban communities doing that we're not? Yeah. And, and the big thing was the youth program. And they're like, oh, you, you can't do that in a city like the scene. You got all these different schools kids can choose from. So we'll build it. And, you know, if you build it, they'll come. And, and we've had great success with our youth program. Uh, and so I think that's what we, we hang our hat on is just, you know, keep continuing to build those relationships. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, you know, birds of a feather flock together. And those, those kids that are doing things the right way, coming into your school, uh, they stay together as a group of kids, and, and they really hold each other accountable as, as student-athletes, and I think that's really what's been, you know, kind of our, our driving force moving forward. Boy, that's... Hey, Coach, thank you so much. I appreciate your willingness to stay for two segments with us, and I thought you made some some really, really well-thought-out points. Uh, he's the head football coach at Racine Horlick. He is Brian Fletcher. Coach, I'll be in touch soon. I'd like to get you, as you guys uh, get that youth program rolling again uh get you and the boys back up in studio and, and, and kind of promote and celebrate the stuff you're doing there. Appreciate it, Coach. You got it. He's Brian care, Fletcher. Ryan. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break. Got a uh, text from Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. He said, never do that cheer about Mesmer High School again on, on these radio stations. Well, guess what? It's coming up. <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah, our superhero of the week, she is Madison Brown from Milwaukee Mesmer. Milwaukee Mesmer. There you go. Uh, This is the Varsity Blitz High School Football Coaches Show on 1250 AM, The Fan. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.